This edition of Remembering the Legends is courtesy of Braham's Texaco Service Station, striving for excellence always. This is the first of a two-part special feature on the legendary Burning Spear. Right about now, start time. From Jamaica, the African postman, Burning Spear. One of the most brilliant and well-respected reggae heavyweights in Jamaican history, and Jamaica at large, is Winston Rodney O.D., a.k.a. Burning Spear. Burning Spear has been a stalwart of reggae music since the 1960s. He's part preacher, part black historian, and was the illuminator of Rastafarianism on a global scale. Burning Spear was born in 1945 and hails from the beautiful garden parish of St. Anne. Mr. Rodney's musical path was paved by the reggae icon and legend Bob Marley, also a fellow Garden Parish native. It's like visiting the opposite part of the parish of St. Anne when I run into Bob. You know, we were talking, discussing about music, the roots, the culture, Rastafari, etc., etc when I've been told about Studio One by Bob Marley. Marley ensured Burning Spear started out at Cox and Dodd's prolific Studio One label, despite the Whalers leaving that label three years earlier. Marley believed Studio One was the ideal beginning for a new talent. Rodney's musical career started with singing partner Rupert Wellington. After their audition at Studio One, Cox and Dodd immediately picked Door Peep as the duo's debut. Just before the single's release, however, he named the duo Burning Spear. Shortly after naming the duo, the two became three, with the addition of Delroy Hines, not long after the smashing success of Door Peep. The trio released a string of singles at Studio One, including the 1972 hit track, Joe Frazier. Then their 1974 debut album followed shortly after, titled Studio One Presents Burning Spear. These records were only just a hint of what was to come from Burning Spear as the group had established their own style of sound with each member adding something unique. Walk down memory lane with some of the group's earlier tracks, including Ethiopians Live It Out, Zion Higher, and We Are Free. They all were successful and timeless. Burning Spear parted ways with Dodd and joined forces later with producer Jack Ruby. Their initial sessions immediately produced results that were evident in the perpetually renowned single, Marcus Garvey. Marcus words come to pass. Marcus words come to pass. I was a young man and they doing this public celebration and I, I was at the scene and they were talking some good things, some nice things about Gavi. That, that was my first time getting close to the, 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 the philosophy or the doctrine of Marcus Gavi. Then I started to write a song by the name of Marcus Gavi. You know. 
to believe this single was just meant to be a sound system play track? Slavery Days followed the historic track, and as expected, a clutch of singles from the Burning Spear were released thereafter. They began recording their next project with Ruby, as well as the spectacular Black Disciples Band, which featured some of the island's greatest musicians. The end result was the Marcus Garvey album, one of the greatest albums Jamaica's music industry has ever released. After the Marcus Garvey album took the world by storm, the trio was signed to the Island Record label that later remixed the hit record for White Consumption. The group was furious by this, and it pushed Mr. Rodney to set up his own label, named Spare. This way, he was certain to maintain control of his work in the future. This program was written by Abigail Wilson and produced by Norman Marsh. Join us next time for part two as we reflect on the life and work of Burning Spear. If you'd like to hear this program again, visit cool97fm.com and click podcasts. I am Narda Manderson. Remembering the Legends was brought to you by Braham's Texaco Service Station. Striving for excellence, always. And the